Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. As a mother lover and agent for change with a passion for showcasing the magic of black women and the beauty of black love, Cherie seeks to demystify the stereotype that black women can't have it all and do it with style, class, and grace. Now, don't be fooled. Cherie didn't always have the answers to help women attract the men of their dreams. She at one time also struggled to successfully navigate relationships. And that's why we have the love is segment, right? This is not about us coming on here talking about how wonderful life is. And, you know, we've been through some things. And if you've been listening to this segment, we have transparently shared a lot of those things with you. And then a few weeks ago, Fahim Gori, who is my technical producer, jumped in and made a comment and the men were like, yo, he needs to be on. <laughs> <laughs> so this has now become the Sharif, Fahim and Marvel segment. Welcome and good morning to all three of you. Let's go. Mm. Happy, Friday. Happy Friday, <clears throat> darling. Uh, is there anything in particular you want to talk about? It's all kinds of stuff going on out there, but no, nothing in particular. Okay. So Fahim wants to talk about um, what happens when the holidays come and you're separated and the children have to go into different directions. Fahim, do you want to jump in and talk about that? Yeah, it's, it's just something that I thought about around this uh, time of year. Um, it, it, the thought came off of, of Solomon's show yesterday. You know, we were talking to a um, a therapist because, you know, around this time of the year, everybody, you know, it's speaking joyfully and singing the songs and Christmas carols and sitting by the fireplace, all that good stuff. It's, it's typically a joyous time of the year. But for a lot of people, you know, this time of the year can bring on different emotions. You you know, you discussed earlier, some people have, this is their first Christmas after losing someone. So they're dealing with that. And then you also have uh, people whose family dynamics changed. You know, like you, you might've been married or, you know, in a, in a, a relationship with children and now you're no longer together. And this could be, you know, your, 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 first or, or second holiday in that new situation. And that can uh, bring feelings. Like I, I know myself uh, personally, this is my, my second Christmas not being with my children as far as in the, in the house with them. House. Like la- last year was the first one. And that, that one was, that one was, was, was kind of rough. It was just very awkward. I, I didn't even really know how to describe my feelings like it wasn't I don't want to say it was depression it just felt weird that was the main way I described it to uh to folks it just felt weird because I was so used to for so many years yeah yeah, waking up in the morning the kids are there they're excited running downstairs stuff like that so like waking up on Christmas and it was just me just felt really weird and even now it feels it's it's more normal for me now at this point two years later but it still feels a little awkward yeah. So, and, and I know a lot of people are probably going through similar things. Even if you don't have kids, it might be your first Christmas, you know, divorced, you know, right. so, you know, yeah. you're not right. with your husband or your wife. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I remember when I first left my husband and, and was walking through a mall and saw people that holiday season hugging on one another, laughing, <laughs> drinking hot chocolate and had little babies, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, Lord Jesus, how am I going to do? It's, it's so weird when you're in that space. But look, we're here all these years later. So I'm going to tell you, hold on, Fahim. It gets better. I promise you. Absolutely. What would you like to add to that, Sheree? You know, I haven't had that specifically. Remember, your voice was out. Yes, your voice is coming out. Oh, Lord. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like I sound, though. 
Yeah, um, I know. Yep. And and a lot of people feeding for you. Did you guys? Are you, do you split holidays? At least one has on has the children on, on Thanksgiving, and the other has them on Christmas. Um, we we do things kind of like um, like a, a day before a day before thing. Like I'll typically do like the day before the holidays, like Christmas Eve. I'll probably spend uh, time with the kids and have them over and things like that. And then she'll have Christmas Day. We kind of do a do it like that, like um, around Thanksgiving time. Um, I think they came they came to me like two days before Thanksgiving. And I did kind of like a mini dinner with them then oh. and then let her have them on, on Thanksgiving Day. So that's, that's kind of like know. the dynamic. Well, so, she gets, so she gets all the major holidays. All the holidays? As of right now, only just because usually I'm ripping and running so much. Right. So like once right. once once I'm settled a little bit more, it might be a little easier. But a lot of times, you know, because you know, outside of here, I'm DJing. So a lot of times, I'm I'm doing like events and stuff anyway on those days. Right. So right. It, it makes it kind of okay. challenging for me to uh to keep them like that. But um, because I think for a lot of people, at least those who have been able to come to some reasonable parental um visitation schedule post breakup, um, I know they've done. Thanksgiving for one family, yeah. or, you know, one yeah. parent, Christmas for the other parent, and it rotates every year. And so that seems to be something that works out for a lot of people. Um, but then you have those situations where you can't come to some, you know, agreement, an amicable agreement, and it can be, I would assume it can be lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the single parent, so I, I was the one who had the children all the time. So I wish somebody would have been like, girl, drop them off for Christmas. <laughs> because sometimes you just want, you know, some peace and you want to not have to do the things. Because um, there's that side of it too, right? When when one parent is absent. And, you know, and, and it falls on, the responsibility falls on the other parent. I never um, thought about that when the one parent is absent. I always had the best of both worlds. I'm coming to get the children. Yo, please do. <laughs> you know, so wonderful. it was great. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. That wasn't my experience. So, you know, my ex-husband was pretty absent. So I always had the children. So, you know, there were times I was happy um, if anybody would take them because, you know, I may have just wanted to get some rest. So there's that. Yes. Part too. Um, and, and, and in saying that, it is also okay for the parents not to want children at the holidays. So I, I always give parents that permission as well, because it's not always, you know, peaches and cream. Yeah. Um, you just want to rest and relax. Um, mm. The other part of that is, you know, Andrea handling your first, the, the many of firsts without, you know, a parent. That was my experience in 2021 just navigating through all of the firsts without my mother. Um, And it's challenging for sure, because, you know, my mother didn't celebrate holidays because of her religious, but the season is very familial. And so you want to, you know, you want to always have that option um, and just not, and just having that option snatched away can in a lot of ways, you know, make the time, a little bit more sad and somber and sullen mm-hmm. versus um, joyous and joyful. Listen to this. Uh, so I'm not going to share who sent it, but they said it's hurtful as a man. And and uh, can't explain it because, you know, because we have to be fathers to other kids because it's taken away from us by our, ch- by our children's mom without us having any chance 
because we need a house because we're actually the house, but that hurts. I'm listening. I'm like, I'm hurt because I have to go take my son to do something. Um, and we won't see him when he sees his surprise kind of thing, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's men, there are a lot of men that are dealing vulnerably with the, the hurts that they're feeling. Right. Um, and there is also a lot of men that, you know, won't talk about it. Fahim, you have opened up the, the box for men to say exactly how they're feeling because it can't, it cannot feel good. Uh, my, my oldest son, uh, is staying at his house with his, cause he got, I see you coming to my house for Christmas. He said, mom, three babies, three dogs and a wife. Yeah, no. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to figure it out. So we're going, you know, dad and I will go and we'll see them. I'm gonna go see them tomorrow, actually, because they have a whole big thing that they do for Christmas Eve. Dad'll have them Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I'm seeing them tomorrow. My youngest son is coming in, um, tomorrow. And so, you know, I'm like, you're gonna go spend time with that. He said, yep, I'm gonna go spend time with that. So you, once, once the relationship ends, you have to kind of navigate in the best way that you can, thinking about the children first. Mm-hmm. And I happen to know with boys, because I am a mother of boys, as they got older, dad became more important, right? I didn't yeah. feel any old kind of way about it. I'm like, you go ahead and do what you need to do because you're, you're raising your head like a goat, you're smelling like a goat, and you're acting like a goat. But that's what boys do. They're naturally designed to, you know, challenge what's going on around them. And so dad mm-hmm. is more important. When it becomes sticky is when dad is not allowed to be there consistently right. um, that is good enough to pay the bills pay the college tuition pay the the, the, the the tuition for school pay make sure that everybody's safe and secure in their home but dad doesn't get to spend and i'm not saying this out of the side of my neck y'all i've heard this a thousand times and we need to continue to have those conversations <laughs> about us as women being the sole uh the person that has the children the children are usually given to us, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to also consider the, the 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 feelings of the man or our spouse or the the partner who has left behind and the outside in all of this. And we talked last week about not weaponizing the children. This is part right. of it, right? Yes. Hold on one second, please. You are listening to the source on WURD Progressive Black Talk Media on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with more of the Love Is segment. And Sheree, all the tea in the world ain't going to help you, honey. I'm going to drop something off for you that Dr. Archimer gave me. It's a cough drop that helps to soothe your throat and to help you because you're going to lose your voice. I promise you. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Thought Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. If you listen, it ain't Thursday, but it's the loving segment on a Friday morning. <laughs> Sheree and I were like, oh, hell no. This show should, this segment should not be moved. <laughs> Don't they know when Niall sent me the message? I was like, how y'all bump me? My time is set. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> and I didn't know he bumped you until I looked at my thing. It was two, it was four, it was five o'clock in the morning. I was like, ah. So I, I, wrote him, I said, Niall, I don't care if you got to move Jesus and throw some people out the water. Let's go. <laughs> go ahead, I love his segment this week. I know, um, that's right. Yeah. I'm sure it's off next week. Yeah, I was, uh, the, the, well, no, we're on. 
Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, because Christmas Day is on Monday. So Thursday, when it's our love segment, oh, we on, honey. We're going to talk oh. about moving into the new year, all the resolutions or not. We go yes, on. yes, 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 so, yes. So hopefully you your know, voice will feel better. Yeah. And you know, the other thing about the holidays, even as we talk about love and relationships, mm-hmm. you know, I used to have a, pro- a little program at the end of the year, a couple of years ago, when Tracy and I first started talking about relationships. It's like, if you don't want to feel lonely, if you don't want to feel, if you want to be in relationship next year, what are the things that you need to start thinking about now to implement, to make sure that you are positioning yourself to be attracted to the man or woman or life that you want so that these times are a whole lot easier? Black Jesus. And so what yeah. were some of the things y'all came up with? Listen up, Fahim. What are, <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are some no, of the things you came up with? You know, it's just people want something different, but they don't look inwardly to see what they can do for themselves with their own modifications and, and, and growing and evolving and being honest and accountable. Like, why are you, you know, lonely? We have a friend of ours um, who wants to get married to someone or, or was very interested in someone. They were on and off. You know, the, the woman had an adopted daughter who had some challenges and a sister who had some challenges and pets. And he was like, hey, I can take the family, but can we do something with the pets? And she was very not, she, it was a non-negotiable for her. She was very stubborn as it pertained to that. And he was very hurt that, you know, she chose pets over him. And so she had and a child with the challenges and a, and he was willing to take on the family with the challenges. Yep. And just said, I can't deal with the pets. And she was I can't do that and the pets this, yeah. because he's a busy person with his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, but she wants to be married. And it's kind of like, can you look and see where you can make some concessions? Uh-huh, yes. If someone's willing to, you know, having family and adults with challenges is not, it's not easy. You know, my yeah. children work with autistic yeah. kids and they talk about it all the time. And, and so, you know, but you want marriage and you want partnership, but you're letting, you know, and what it looks like from the outside, obviously, like, you let these pets be in the way. So what self-assessment do you need to do around flexibility or what kind of, you know, agreement can you guys come to? Because every holiday season, you're like, you want to be in a relationship. And every holiday season, you're trying to figure out why you're not. Correct. One of the things I, I, I my, one of my pieces of advice to people is sit down and write out what is it that you're looking in a, looking for in a mate, and what role do you play in attracting or not that not, person? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because you know we we tend to uh, say you know there ain't no good women or there no good men out here. Blah 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 blah. When the fact of the matter is, we have a lot of trauma and triggers that we bring that we don't realize that people see in us. When they come to talk to us about when we're dating and you just you're miserable about everything or you're complaining about this. People are watching that and going now, if you're complaining and we're sitting here in a date about everything, how am I going to have yeah. this conversation? How am I going to live with you full time when you're complaining? If you if you're not willing to concede, if you're sitting at the restaurant and the lady says, I don't have orange juice, I have them. Well, orange juice is for now. Nah, I'm not. It's the it's our it's our whole countenance. Right. And yeah. even when you get into the relationship, it's working through those things, too. I I have been very transparent to say I have a nanny of the Maroons warrior spirit and I have to tone that thing down when I'm with my husband because I be I went into the bedroom la- in the in one of our bedrooms last night uh the guest bedroom and he had a purple fitted she- fitted sheets 
He had a blue and white striped flat sheet. He had a pillowcase that didn't match neither the purple sheet nor the blue and white strap. And I looked and I said, I said, okay, Andrea, find the gra- gratitude in the fact that he actually made, made the bed. The bed. Yes. See what I'm saying? But yes. I was I was screaming inside going, mother, <laughs> did you, what is God? But we have to learn how to, you know, yes. see both and, right? Yes. And so yes. my husband's like, the sheet's clean, right? They're clean. Yes. <laughs> do that too. It is times when I'm like, oh, Tracy, I need you to do. And I'm like, oh my God, I am so fortunate that I have a husband who can tame that warrior in me in a way, in a respectable way, mm-hmm. in a in a kind and gentle way. Because sometimes I'm like, Ugh, you know, and he yeah. is able to calm me. He doesn't react no. to a lot of it. He doesn't shut me down. Tracy can be like, calm down, baby, in one that, minute. Uh, yeah, and, then, and then in the next minute, we'd be laughing about something different because it does not, yeah. me, I, when I get on his nerves, because I do, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not in a situation where he's constantly sulking or whatever. Right. He is on to the next thing because he yeah. does not let those things phase him. And that is so beautiful. And, you know, before I've reframed that sometimes I was like, I need you to be more passionate about this. I need you to be mad like I'm mad. <laughs> I need you to understand why I'm irritated. No, he is that there is. to create the balance between us that he needs to create. One, for me to keep my sanity and my blood pressure down. And two, so I'm not walking out in the world with rage because I feel like I got the weight of the world on me because I got this restaurant and I got this thing and I got that thing and I got to do this and the kids are in California and you know all the things that can keep me off center sometimes you know and so you said it correctly you just got to appreciate yeah you got to look at things and you got to refrain things that what do I what am I grateful for in this moment he made that bad that's amazing that's beautiful and, wait, and made it with one arm because his left shoulder is broken. So <laughs> I, I was like, all right, Andrea, stop fussing. Uh, Fahim, what do you think you can do differently as you're moving on and trying to attract a new mate? Uh, well, I mean, first and foremost, make sure you're over the past mate because sometimes people are trying to move on and you're still attached to your past. So you got to make sure that you're fully emotionally over that person. If they were to call you and be like, I want to get back together, it would be a clear cut no. So, you know, you yeah. got to make sure that you're you're over that mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then uh, secondly, I think the, the issue a lot of people have with uh, moving on is like p- people know what they're looking for, but sometimes they don't know where to find it because uh, sometimes like the person because, you know, we all have things that we that we like to do. We all have a personality and, and, and things that, that you like to do socially. But sometimes the type of person that you're looking for won't be in the areas that that, right that that you're in like perfect example i i had a female friend that um uh she was like a party girl basically always out at the clubs things like that and she she started saying to me that she really wants to meet a professional man and i just had to break it down to her just like well i was like (laughs) you're not going to meet a professional man out of the nightclubs. That's not what yeah, professional men do. Every night. He's right. working his I, I was like, I yeah. said, you're not going to go to Burger King and ask for pizza. So like, I was like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta put yourself in those spaces. So I was like, try, yeah. try having lunch in center city sometime, you know, like that, that's where businessmen go, you know? So, so sometimes yeah. you have to like, once you identify what you want, you got to put yourself in those spaces where, the, where you're going to find those people. 
Hold on, Fahim. Try to come on and have drinks at Booker's because in West Philly, <laughs> the, the research shows that most of those college-educated men stay in West Philly. From Drexel and Penn, they stay in West Philly and they come down often to have cocktails at our bar because we have amazing cocktails. And so, yes, I mean, Center City is fine. I understand, but we got to give respect to the neighborhoods because Absolutely. people tend to have a cocktail or something before they go home. And a lot of the gentlemen, may, they do work in Center City, but when they come home is when they're more relaxed and in that mode of maybe engaging with someone and things like that. So oh, just you better to tell the people, tell the people, hold on one second. You are listening to the source on WURD. Someone's talking about being alone versus being lonely. So we're going to talk about that when we come right back. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. And listen, it is our not our regular segment on a Friday, but oh, honey, we had to make it happen. In front of me is Sharice Syfax and we have Fahim Gori. We're talking about our Love is segment um, today. Uh, Viola, good morning. You called. What's up, Viola? Good morning, because I didn't think that you would be there on Monday, but I just wanted to call and shout out to all of the Word family, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and thank you so much for being there. I tell you, I had just been awake maybe not five minutes and turned you on, and there was Beatrice. I, she's such a, just a wonderful friend. I've met so many friends that have become like family to me. Mm-hmm. And being the oldest granddaughter in my family and the oldest one in my family, oh my gosh, I have had a hard time sometimes, but I got a lot of grandchildren and great grands, but most of them are grown, so they have their own families. My grandmother used to always say that she was alone, but not lonely. And I understand that so much now. Yes, you, you it, understand it, it now. Yeah. Yes. But you know what I love about you, Viola, is oh that you, you create relationships wherever you go. Now, my husband knows you on site. Like, like you know, you, 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 you may mm-hmm. be alone, but you're really not alone. If you pick up the phone and call any one of us, we'd show up for you because you've shown up for so many of us over these last couple of years. We know you. Um, you send stuff for my sons. You bring me watermelon. I watch you take WRD listening audience members to the different events. I watch you love on people. I watch you give away tickets to the things. If you have an extra one, you say somebody can call me. I've watched you do all of those things. So in this Yuletide season where it feels so alone, I just want you to know that there are loads of us that love you, love you, love you, love you, no matter what it feels like right now. And if you want to call me on Christmas Day, call me on Christmas Day because I ain't doing nothing. Ain't nothing but a chicken wing. All right. Andrea, you just don't know. Um, I I teared up yesterday just doing something for someone. And I have a homeless couple that live in the woods. I mean, in the woods in Georgetown, Delaware. And they've been rained out and they don't know what to do or where to go. One or two people have taken them in. And they're waiting for me to come home and ask me, could they just set up a tent in my garage for a couple of days until the water subsides? It's mud. 
And they come and help me clean up my my lawn. Mm. I feed them. I put them up in a hotel for two nights because the weather was so bad last week. After them cleaning up, it was 32, 31 degrees. I felt so terrible to have to take them back to where they live. So I drove them to the hotel, but I knew I could get them in for a reasonable price, and I paid for two nights. But they, but the man, his name is Roy, he had been in the hospital sick, and someone else did the same thing. They were waiting for a voucher from a church, but they didn't get it. And I just said, you know what? How could I not? There but by the grace of God go I. And I was homeless in high school one year. I just thought about it. I said, I was homeless myself because I left my mother's house, went to my grandmother's while I was away babysitting. My grandmother got evicted and went to my mother's house. (laughs) So I couldn't go back to my mom's at that time because I had, you know, I had left there because of feuding between my mom and stepson, stepfather. Mm-hmm. But this segment has been so wonderful. And I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for being there. Thank you. Thank so you, welcome. Cherise. You're so welcome. Cherise, so welcome. I, I, I'm going to bring my, my cronies to Booker's real mm-hmm. soon. Please do. I would love to see you again. Please absolutely do. We are, and we're actually open Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day. So, oh wow, okay, Miss um, Miss Viola, uh, you know, there's the power of this medium. If there's somebody that would like to um, help to offer um, to put this couple, you know, in a hotel for more days, Miss Viola, leave your phone number with uh, Fahim. And they can call the, you can call the radio station, you can cash app her, you can do whatever you can to help this homeless couple, nobody, at least for the next week. How much is it per night for the, um, for the hotel? Well, in Delaware, the hotel was $72 and there's no right. tax, so, no tax. Okay, so, so, I no am going, so I'm going, fees. there's no tax, there's no tax, no hotel fields. Okay, so I'm going to cash app you that first $72 to put them in for an extra night. Okay, oh, gosh, um, and let's see right if we now. can... Just inbox me and let me know where to cash app you. So I'll I'll, inbo- you. I'll, I'll cash app you the first $72. I'll Thank talk to Mr. Andrea. Sanders and see if we can do two nights, right? That, so that at least we can get them as close to Christmas as possible. Because um, at $72, we have to figure it out. But see, if you didn't call, we wouldn't have known, right? And for those oh. of you who are under <laughs> the sound of my voice, if you want to donate $72 for her to keep them in that hotel, at least into the new year, please, 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 please do. We're spending a ton of money on other things. I'd like for us to be able to give I have another friend who's being evicted. I'm, you know, I haven't talked to my husband about her yet, but we want to try. And, I'm going to try and figure out uh, how we can support her. Um, you know, as we, we, nobody deserves to be homeless. Nobody. Um, and, Andrea, and, and my husband just texted. Uh, yeah, my husband says it kind of makes you wonder where's the multi-million dollar Red Cross. Oh my uh, Did you try the Red Cross for them? No, I didn't think about that. All right. So try the Red Cross, but I'll send you seventy-two dollars to at least keep them in the hotel for one more night. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Thank Love you, you my sister. You. Happy bless. holidays. Thank Happy you. holidays. Right. Okay. Um, yesterday, uh, I was driving from Shana's, um, and just at this overwhelming sense of gratitude. And I WhatsApp my sisters. And when they answered the phone, I just burst into tears and I said, thank you. Just thank you. In the midst of our mother dying, we did not argue. 
This one donated this money. This one donated. Everybody put the money, sent the money to me. I made sure everything was disseminated. We had all the food. We did the flowers. We did the, and we, we seamlessly worked as a team to make sure that our mother was buried properly. You know, when they talk about people fighting, the there was none of that. It was so seamless. We didn't argue. We didn't fight. And then in wake up, you know, dealing with my father after our mother passed away and making sure that he was okay, we all jumped in again, right? This, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do that. We're fighting with him. Now we want to replace his um, unit for his air conditioning and heating um, um, the big uh, unit. And he's like, it costs too much money. We're like, sir, go sit down somewhere and let's replace the unit so you're not cold or, or you know, or hot in the winter and the summer. And I called them and I, and I just cried. I said, thank you. I love you all dearly. We don't always get along because, you know, we have different personalities, but I need you to know as your sister, I would not have traded any of you for the world. My father was in the backseat of one of my sister's car. He's in Jamaica and he's talking, you know, God bless you, my daughter. But he doesn't realize our parents kept us together. Our parents made sure we were okay so that we could do the things we needed to do on this side of it. So in this season, more than buy, I'm not buying a thing. Do you hear me? I'm just, my, my grandchildren, we're going to pay for daycare. Well, my other, the other grandchild, we're going to pay for school for him. You know, that's what we're doing. We're not, we're not <laughs> buying toys and all those other things because we want experiences and taking some of the pressure off their parents is what matters more than anything else. So in this season, if you're under the sound of my voice and you know someone is going through something and you can do a little bit to help, then do that, right? Um, don't put all the pressure on one person because one person who has a big heart will do everything. But if all of us, little by little, do as much as we can, we can make a difference. It's Absolutely. a lot. It's a lot. Hold on. All right. Prince says he got the second $72. All right. So, Viola, I think you have Prince's phone number. Call him and let him um, uh, uh, give, you, give, her, give him your Cash App information. Um, and if you want to put it on the Facebook page, do that too. Nobody should be living in the woods in Delaware. Nobody should be living in the woods anywhere. And there are a silent group of people that are all out here, homeless, living under bridges in places like that, um, that, you know, we pass them every single day. And we have to learn not to judge because in our judgment, you know, we see somebody who's homeless and you say, oh my God, I can't. No, don't you look your nose down on anybody because they're for the grace of God could be any one of us. Trust me when I tell you. Mm -hmm. um, anybody want to add anything else to that? Because, you know, I just. Yeah, you know, I mean, you are, so, and I had that same exact feeling the other day, just this overwhelming feeling of gratitude. And sometimes when you talk about being lonely, sometimes people are lonely because they don't have that gratitude. Gratitude, when you lean into, your, into being gracious for all the things, because it could always be worse. Right. It could always be worse. But if you have gratitude for the things that are positive in your life, then that just shifts that energy that shifts that more positive energy. And so instead of just looking at complaining of what you don't have, be appreciative of and being able to see the things that you do have. We're like you. We're not doing a whole lot of Christmas shopping. I tell Tracy, we bought that restaurant. So hey, Merry they, Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Valentine's come, Day, Happy Birthday. You can always come have a job, and when we die, you can sell it and take whatever you want to take. Yep. <laughs> but and, yeah. you know, but but that also just for me teaching now that I have grandchildren, I'm telling my children do not get them all caught up in buying all this stuff and being yeah. old. 
impartial. We are absolutely going to always celebrate because the holidays is that season of reflection and blessings and gratitude. And let's teach them those things in addition to, you know, gift giving and gift exchange and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. My son, uh, he's that mom. We don't need another toy up in here. If anybody wants to buy anything, for, tell them, just send us the money. We will put it someplace where, they, where, where it's needed. Diapers, wipes, you know, the things that the babies could use <clears> because folks are, and they're sending double because they're twins. And then there's a third one. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, there's, you know, there are things that they haven't even opened yet from when they were born. So it's a lot to absorb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I agree with you in that, that, you know, the experiences. So when I told my son, I said, we're going, I'm going to send you some coins for, you know, and he was like, woo, yes, mommy. <laughs> you know, yeah. daycare is still a thing. It's still costing them a thousand dollars a week for daycare for these babies. That's not a joke. Right. Um, and our oldest grandson, he goes to private school. So we cover some of his private school tuition for the holidays. That's what we're doing. We're not going to Toys R Us. We're not buying a bunch of junk experiences. And we're teaching them from <laughs> early on that experiences matter. It's not about the things that I'm putting into that. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I'm at that place in my life where I'm just like not doing it, not doing it. So um, I asked my oldest, my youngest son, what did he want? He said, I'd like the keys to a brownstone in Harlem, please. I was like, yeah, no, you get a hundred dollars. <laughs> and that would be towards your down payment to your first keys to a brownstone in Harlem. He mm-hmm. laughed. He says, mom, I'm just playing with you. But you know, it, it's, 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 it's okay. Uh, we have to figure it out and navigate through it and, and work it through the best way we know how to. And if you're in a space where you don't, you're not speaking to someone in your family. Mm-hmm. If you're at that place where you think, oh my God, it was such a trite thing. Like it didn't have to get to this place. Then let's figure out ways to call and say, I am sorry. I was hurting. I was triggered. Uh, you know, whatever the case may be. The holidays are such a hard time for so many people. Absolutely. I'm going to pivot. Uh, Fahim, let's talk about Jonathan Majors. What do, <clears throat> to your, in your head, what do you think happened there um, in this relationship that he was in where he was now found guilty of uh, a misdemeanor for abusing his girlfriend? That that whole situation is, was so sad to me. Now, of course, you know, we don't advocate any type of uh, abuse from right. anything, whether it's a man on a woman or a woman on a man. You know, none of it. it it's, it's absolutely wrong. So, you know, if, if if he did that, which allegedly he did, you know, he then, you know, that's not good. He needs to get get whatever help he needs to learn how to further, you know, um, vent his anger other other than, you know, uh, any type of physical violence. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame that, you know, it, it cost him basically his career for such a a good Oh, young know. actor. They dropped him like a hot potato. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we only get one shot at this, you know, black people in America. We only get one shot. We mess <laughs> up and it's over. So, and and, I, and I, the part that's so unfortunate to me about it is it's, it's avoidable because clearly they didn't belong together. And yeah. a lot of people are in that situation where they're with somebody that they don't fit with. And it's because in society right now with, you know, what we see on television with these reality shows and, mm-hmm. and what we hear in music and things like that, we've normalized toxic relationships. Like that's what's mm-hmm. supposed to happen in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So so people, you know, when, you know, you're, you're going back and forth trying to sneak through each other's phones and so like, like that stuff like that, that's not normal. That's not stuff that you do in a relationship. If that's what's going on, then that means y'all don't trust each other. If you don't trust each other, 
for whatever reason it is, once the trust is gone, to me, the relationship's done. You know, so. I wish, I wish, uh, Fahim, that we would shut down some of those things that we see in those reality TV shows because if we're not supporting them by watching them, then maybe they'll do a little bit better because if we're normalizing stuff, that should just never be normal, right? You smashing my phone, yo, brah, y'all, yeah. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> There's some things I want to say that I can't say. There. But but you just you just don't allow yourself to get to that place. And the same thing with a woman pulling on you and running after you and, you know, throwing things at you. And I'm going to call the cops and they're going to believe me over you kind of thing. You see these things mm. happening and you allow it to be normalized. Now, it's hard. And you're right. We only get one <laughs> shot. Right. Um. So then what do we do? What do we do? Especially for for us in our communities. You know, people tend to believe the worst of us before they believe the best in us. Right. And so oftentimes we try to protect the other person because we don't want you in the system. So there's a, it's a, like a catch 22, you know, situation. Am I making sense? Totally. Yeah. You know, I was her at one point running behind some man. Oh, my God. When I saw that, it brought back when I was young with my ex-husband, oh. my children's father. He was abusive. But it was something about that relationship in him and our toxic connection that had me running almost like that. Him trying to get away and me running after him. And that just took me back to when I was young and trying to figure out my feelings and my emotions and, you know, what connected us. And, and to Fahim's point, like, that's just not a healthy engagement. And it is reflective of some work that you need to do on yourself because anytime a man is trying to get away from you and you are running after him in desperation to hold on to him that is not a relationship or that's not a man that a you're going to be able to keep because he doesn't want to be kept he doesn't want to be there mm-hmm. or he wants to be there at his convenience right and that is just a clear sign that you your esteem has been shaken. Um, your self-worth and your value has been um, compromised and you have allowed your whatever that toxic connection, because it's, it's rarely love, you have mistaken that emotion for something that is not healthy and that you really need to address. It just, when I saw her, I just, I, I felt for her Felt for him too. Obviously, I'm always, you know, for black men and brothers, but felt for her because I know the feeling that I was very much younger than her. And at least I had children. Um, so feeling like I needed to keep my family together. But when people are trying to get away with from you like that, please let them go. And now that he has been found guilty, you know, to Fahim's point, uh, folks have done some egregious things that are not black that have come back and made more money than ever. Black people don't get that second chance. And as soon as he was found guilty, Marvel dropped him from the movie. I'm sure it's going to be a difficult time for him. It's not like he had uh, Will Smith money where he could say, you know, I don't have to work right now. I'm going to be all right. This is a brother trying to make it work. And then I saw Taraji P. Henson, uh, the interview she did with Gail King, where she was saying, you know, we make we don't make enough money. They don't. I've won all these awards. And still, every time I go back to the negotiating table, I'm at the bottom. I have to prove myself. And she's thinking about getting out of acting altogether, right? Because it's just not worth it. 
has to have a whole team, all of this thing that's coming behind her. And so as a people, this is why I say to us and our white people, close your ears. This is why I say to us as a people that we have to find grace for each other. Let's not hold each other to the same standards that we're holding everybody else because everybody else had the the generational uh, equity, the generational wealth, uh, the amount of uh, forgiveness and, and given all these things to make their businesses and their lives run solidly when we don't have any of those things. I, we're still trying to figure out how to hold on to a house when mama or grandmama dies in the city of Philadelphia and anywhere else in the world. We've been so behind the eight ball. So when you see a business up and running and if they miss the mark somewhere, do not go tearing them down. Because the minute you do that, remember, we don't get a second or a third or a fourth or a fifth or a sixth chance. It is important. And I'm telling you, it's part of the reason, Cherie, I was saying this yesterday, as much as all y'all talk about, you know, you're a, a, a mini celebrity in Philadelphia and people love you. Yeah, people love you until they don't. And so I don't ascribe to that. Right. I go on and I love on people and I mind my business and I am I'm staying in the cut. Right. Because when folks see that you're getting to a certain place, especially in our community, they try to figure out, oh, well, she's she too big for her britches. I'm just going to tear it down. My life is my husband, my grandchildren, my children, period. I love you all to death. I love that you all think that I'm a mini celebrity in this city, but I'm staying to myself because people can be cruel and unusual. And so when you see businesses that are stepping up and doing the work and people that are trying their best and they make miss the mark, wonder the place. You don't go on social media and let blast them. Jesus Christ, can you please call them? Send them a message inbox and say, this is what happened today. Is there a way that you can rectify it? We are so judgmental in ways upon ourselves that we can, like we've taken on, we've adapted the way people treat us and we're treating ourselves that way. I need us to stop that. I need us to not take that into 2024. I need us to stop with the cancer culture. I do. I do. Because as we're destroying other people, what we're doing is telling the other cultures that we don't like each other and they can go ahead and keep doing what they've always done. There is no way in 2023 that Taraji P. Henson, who has won Emmys and, and, and Viola Davis, she was talking about Viola too, still have to beg, still have to negotiate funding when they can clearly see the talent. And so if you may not be a movie star, you may not be a restaurant owner, but let me say this to you. You're working in a job and you get a promotion or people want you to come and do certain things and you want to be a contractor. If they don't give you what your value is, walk the hell away. Mm-hmm. If you don't first value yourself, they will never value you. Remember that I said that to you, okay? Mm, you are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be right back with the final segment of The Love Is with Cherie Syfax and Fahim Gori right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host. Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. This is our Love Is segment. We moved it from Thursday to Friday this week because we just did not want to miss it. So we have Sharice Ifax and Fahim Gori. And we're talking about the holidays and 
how we support each other as black people um, through the season. Uh, WYD has talked about Ujamaa, cooperative economics. I've, every time I posted something it was about another black business where you can go support them um, just to make sure that we keep the monies within our communities without apologies. Leave Louis Vuitton and uh, Louis Vuitton and, 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 and uh, who are the other the names of the people? You know, we, we, we tend to spread that stuff where these people have generational wealth going back a hundred years and we don't take care of the people who are building wealth right now. Tell them how many people, uh, bookers, employees that would lose their jobs if you close your restaurant. 53. 53. 53 people would lose their job. And there, and for people who are from the West Philadelphia community, they are people that can walk to work. We have very few people that take public transportation to work because we are in a neighborhood where people can actually walk to work. And so when we say be thoughtful when you want to give a bad, you know, uh, news or if something didn't go right, you know, inbox the owners, you know, find them. Don't go on, you know, I was up in here and this is what happened. We are horrible. Now, there's a, a whole thing being spread about a well-known pastor um, uh, that no one, that everybody's making uh, comments about. And I'm like, all the, all the things that this person has done, all the good has been negated in 2.3 seconds because we just want to be the one to spill the tea. I'm an, I'm, I, the other thing I want us to leave in 2023 is the cancel culture. Can y'all stop that foolishness, please? Because the minute you turn around and it, it starts happening to you, you don't want to, oh my God, I can't believe they're treating me this way. But you've taught people. You've taught people by being the, the cancel culture monster um, and, and spilling tea on folks that you don't know anything about simply because you're doing it for sport and you want to get social media likes. Tyrone, I literally have two minutes, two minutes, my brother, because they got to get off because I have another person coming on. Well, well, mother, thank you. I really wanted to share this. You know, me and my wife, we've been together for 58 years. And one of the things that I would say that really got us through is that, you know, most folks talking about going to um, a therapist, this or that or the other. But you need someone in your and your relationship that can be the referee. And my cousin, Asia Cooney, was the individual who was our referee. Mm -hmm. For, I would say, the first 20 years of our marriage, I, um, I would say at least two, three times a month, I had to go to my cousin's house and stay and have her to call my wife so for I For the come first 20 home. years of your marriage, for the two, three times a month, difficult you because what were you doing, Tyrone? <laughs> well, 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 again, you know, we, we, we got married when we were, were children. And I'm telling you, um, initially, it wasn't about love that we got married. We got married because we had two children. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to home. make sure that Nothing got in the way of me being the father mm -hmm. of my mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. And what happened, we had a fallout, and she was going to move in the block of 15th and Catherine. Now, if anybody know anything about South Philly, 15th and Catherine was the where the hotel was on, 15th Street. Um, I forgot the name of this this club, beautiful club with all the, you know, gangsters and, you know, folks, fine cars and everything. And she was moving 
my children on that block right across the street from that type of situation. And I wasn't having it. So that's how we got married. Yeah. So, All right, time on, like, time on, time on. I got it. I got. I literally, I literally only had two minutes. So you want to call back? I can talk. Well, yeah, you call back another time, my brother. We'll talk to you soon. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa to all of you. How can people find um, Bookers? Fifty Twenty One Baltimore Avenue. I see um, Data Green say, saying that she's in town. Come to Bookers, and please do not let anybody tell you that they don't come down on Fiftieth in Baltimore. Yeah. Philadelphia has changed. West Philadelphia has changed. We get that so often. I don't come down that far. I don't come to West Philly. I had another person say, oh, my family said they didn't want to go down that part of the city. We, this city is evolving, people. And I know for Philadelphians, you think that part of West Philly is a problem. It is not. It is beautiful down there. There are businesses, small businesses, Black-owned businesses, female-owned businesses. Please, please come down and support that business corridor. All right. Thank you. 5021 Baltimore Avenue. 5021 Baltimore Avenue. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, all the you tide. All the you tide. Talk to you soon, my darling. Have an bye-bye. amazing day. Right, you too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 